You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. This is Ken Vellante with the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast, and I'm very excited to have Natasha Babich on the program all the way at this moment from Slovenia, which is kind of exciting. Um, (laughs) So Natasha, uh, hello and welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I... um, uh, listeners, we were chatting because uh, sometimes uh, you figure out like uh, how we connected. And uh, so, so listeners, I've had uh, Matthew Kyle Levine, uh, director, on uh, a couple times, and uh, I first saw Natasha in a very uh, incredible feature called uh, "Daddy's uh, Wallet," and um, became acquainted through through your work with uh, IMDb and. So you're in a Hallmark movie, which I'm like a, a sucker. I'm kind of a sucker <laughs> for. I admitted it at different times, like admitted it in the sense because sometimes the things I'm interested, people are like, oh, there's that too. But yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Excited, excited to see that. But um, so uh, tell us, tell us about, tell us about uh, acting and, and reaching us here from Slovenia sure. and your work in New York. Sure. Um, I love that we have this uh, connection through Daddy's Wallet with Matthew Kylovine because I just I really enjoyed working with him. That was, I think the the little short that we did was right was the first thing after COVID. I mean, it was still kind of people weren't were just started working on things, you know. Yeah. Um, and that was we were all so happy to be doing something, you know. And I think that just proved on screen as well that everybody was just so ready to be creative and do something together with other people in the same space. Um, so I love that connection. Um yes, I lived in New York for many years, 15 years, just kind of um crazy number when you say it out loud and now i'm back in slovenia um act well question i came to new york i was supposed to stay there for three months and do a workshop in um lee strasberg theater and institute yeah Um, yeah. um and i was i'm just going for three months i just finished i studied musical theater in vienna i actually lived in vienna and then I was like, you know, I'll just go for three months. I, I like, I was auditioning and I was like, you know, if I get this job, then I'm going to go to Germany to do this production. But if I don't get it, I'm going to go to New York for three months. Because I actually, to be honest, like musical wasn't really my thing. I just loved acting, but I felt like I needed something to shift to allow me to do that. I don't know if I like I was, you know, like yeah. the, the, the circumstances to be right. Um, so that's how I came to New York for three months and then stayed 15 years um, and uh, went to Strasbourg, which was, I think, one of the best two years of my life. I mean, of course, we were all super young and, and green to New York, you know. <laughs> well, what is um, that? Not to not to interrupt you in your in your flow and what <laughs> you're talking about there, and I'm saying this completely from from the from the outside. That experience, from what I know from the outside, is transformational. Like 
I, I know you can't put it in a nutshell, but what was that experience like for somebody from the outside to understand uh, going through that program? I It was just really inspirational and creative. And it was out of the forms that I was taught before because I came from dance, kind of stumbled into musical from that. And I felt like, and also living in New York and just, uh, sorry, living in Vienna before, um, there's a structure. Everything's kind of was structured also in my education and the way I was, you know, and I felt like New York allowed me to let loose and also the Strasbourg, like the approach is very much to, to, to allow things to happen to you and then to create basically uh, this moment, you know, to create uh, the moments where then the story happens, the storytelling to create, you know, the surroundings for the storytelling to happen. So I felt like I really learned what my craft actually is when I was there. I was like, okay, yes, this is what I know how to do. This is what I'm doing. And this feels right, you know? Uh, so that I feel like was my validation of something that I was looking for, but didn't know how to yet to express. Um, yeah. <laughs> I um I had seen your work with the uh, with Daddy's wallet, but like I I had seen like your, your your clips as well because I'm 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 fascinated um um by acting, and part of the reason I asked you on is because uh, you're an excellent actor, and it, 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 it's noticeable. And I want to tell you just, you know, it's probably useful for, you know, like weird inflections of like how the audience respond, because there's like a kind of like intimacy of like maybe seeing you on Instagram, and then maybe kind of like knowing some of your background, and then seeing you in the scene, which is so different, which is still this kind of like, yeah, oh, it's a, a different it's a <laughs> Yeah, right. And I, I, I want to just mention that because it, even at my age and stuff, it's like, oh my gosh, that. And um, but not only not only that, I just wanted to say that um, the senior scenes, I was like, it's like, oh, this is around like a scene. And what you said was really interesting about you know starting like say with Daddy's wallet and like how everybody was waiting to you know, have the ability to perform. What was that palpably like after such, you know, what was a long layoff uh, for folks? I mean, you mentioned some components of it, but what was like, what were people like, what were people like being like, we're doing a scene? Yeah, we were just really happy and emotional. <laughs> and... um Thank God, I don't know if you remember, but my scenes were emotional. So me being emotional already on top of that just helped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was just happy because, you know, it's 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 um, acting as an art form. It's plain. So you, you need other people, you know. Yeah. And, and if you're a musician or a painter, you're your you know your cre creativity or your expression you, you can be by yourself you know of course you need an audience and everything and you want people to see your work but 
acting just itself, like you can't do it by yourself. You need other people. So I feel like, like the, you know, COVID was particularly hard on that for, for the acting community because we were like, we, ah. I mean, we were, thank God for Zoom. So we could do like some plays over Zoom, but that's just not the same as being in the same room and actually feeding up each other's energies, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Just to wrap it up with that answer, is I think everybody was just really happy to be there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm excited to to also ch chat generally about about art and um, you know just from uh, from uh, your uh, mm -hmm. being from Slovenia and um, also mentioning um, uh, Vienna as well. I'm thinking like art and like what might be some of your uh experience with this but um so i'd ask you um what is art and invite you as far as any of your what you've been in contact with yeah. environmentally in new york of course but like how that might inform yeah. but the question what is art what is art uh i believe that art is one of the most basic expressions of humans like you know babies dance or wiggle to music before they know how to talk <laughs> yeah, yeah or they even draw before they really know how to express themselves yet or know how to do i don't know go to the bathroom or whatever you know yeah. like so it is really basic um and then, you know, we grow up and we do all sorts of things, but, uh, and then we sometimes wonder, like, ah, as an artist, you know, when, when things get hard, you wonder, like, oh, why am I doing it, you know? But yet it feels um, as something very innate and natural and basic. And I and, um, would love if the rest of the society, would, if the whole society would see it like that and, and give, you know, more support to the artists uh, because I do feel that it's one of the most basic humans' expressions. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering uh, about that too. Now, I've had the impression is the shows worldwide, and I talk to artists, and one of the things as far as social policy I really notice is that maybe in some other countries, more of an active talk about art grants and kind of public support for the for the arts, and it's just it's a very different conversation uh, within the marketplace in in the U.S. I'm just saying that one of the things I enjoy sometimes is is just hearing like differently how culturally the arts may be supported uh, yeah i know, that's something that you're talking about and me being back in slovenia i just i'm so amazed that like for example actors you know there's all these theaters across the country and then you have a job for life if you're in a theater or there's artist support that you apply for and you have insurance um, you know, you have to prove, of course, that you're not just anybody can get it. You have to prove that you have a certain body of work, but then you have life insurance and you're supported, you know, and you feel like, you know, um, yeah, that yeah. you can take time to do what you actually know how to do. Um, but also something that I thought about before when you were talking about the importance of art and we're talking about uh, the pandemic before. And I thought it was so interesting during 
like the pandemic, like when people had different conversations of like, oh, what is really important and what is not important? And people were like, oh, well, you know, art, we don't really need it. We, we need healthcare and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what were you doing during the pandemic? I was watching different shows and I'm like, sorry, well, you did what? Reading, <laughs> you know, so what is that? Books. Yeah. And I was, oh yeah, but but the, I don't really need to watch TV. I could also just read things. So, so oh, you were reading. So, you know, th- that means there's a writer on the other side. And it's interesting how people don't realize that, how much of people's everyday lives is filled with art. Like you don't need to go to a museum. You can just drive in a car and listen to your radio or I don't know, you know, like it, there's moments in everyone's daily life that is filled with art without them even maybe realizing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, and I think that's a really great discussion. I mean, I felt <clears throat> at the time that sometimes it's easier, right, for the um, physical material needs, you know, of the body, right? Like around p- pandemic or times of scare. But there's this other component that I believe, like in general, we're still like an in infancy of understanding of like what it is to need nourishment. Uh, and I'm pointing to my head to need nourishment and to need basic food and water for the, your brain for like yeah and for the, the soul you know for the soul yeah exactly for for body mind and spirit totally yeah so i mean i that's i thought it just really brought that to the to the fore but yeah i mean they they became more important and that's the question i had related we started to get into it here is the i i i ask now is you know art has a particular role uh historically one of the things i wonder is that 2023 here we're talking late uh mm-hmm. summer um oregon mm-hmm. to uh slovenia and is 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 art more important now is it always doing what it's supposed to be doing it's just the times are the times right now um, you know it's interesting i think it's always important i do think it is very important now because I think this is global, not just personal, that we all feel that the times are, there's a electric, you know, there's stuff going on (laughs) and there's been stuff going on for a while, you know, around us, you know? Uh, And I feel whenever there's those ages where there's a lot going on socially, we have the pandemic, we have war going on, there's, there's tension, you know, uh, I feel that there's always, um, kind of a ground or a space opens up where we need to make sense of what is going on, or at least express ourselves and say, Hey, I'm feeling like this, <laughs> who else is feeling like this, you know? And I feel this is definitely the time and space that we're in right now. And, and, and I, I do feel feel or hope as well that it is an invitation for more art and more conversation to happen you know and um yeah like as hard it is as it is I'm always an optimist perhaps it is also a fertile ground for something to grow from yeah 
I got a different one. Um, the art of acting, and you know, being being on the moving screen, you can be seen by a lot of different different folks. You as an actor, what what's one big thing that 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 folks kind of get wrong about or misunderstand about the acting performance from the actor's perspective i mean i it's kind of i'm just gonna be really honest you know i it's i don't it's kind of interesting because when i'm working on a role or when i'm i'm or like when I was shooting the Hallmark movie or whatever it was, I never think about this being on the big screen and all these people seeing it. I just, you know, I just have this love for and need to express and tell stories and, and um, so interested in who these people are. And, 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 and I feel that sometimes people see it from outside, you know, because I feel like a lot of actors are actually shy in a way. Not that I'm particularly shy. I feel like I'm, what is, what is the word? Introverted extrovert or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and then don't necessarily have this need to be seen by all these people or, or have that attention, but that, there's just the love for the work that is there and that wants to be shown. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it, 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 um, I find, I find it. I mean, I, I watch, uh, I watch a lot of film and, you know, I get to interview some, some actors and, and directors and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's it's a it's a, a an area an industry that's ripe for you know the perceptions of what people you know yeah. perceive it to and be. Sorry to cut you off, but I just no, no. Like, just when you said that you interview a lot of actors, I just had this like light bulb come up of this recent thing that I heard. Um, just to make more sense of what I was trying to say, I think that um, there was an interview with like Jack Nicholson was doing some movie I forgot which one. Oh, I forgot. And and the director said to him, you know, when because when the camera's on you, you're really trying to do your best performance. But when the camera's on the other person and you're just, you know, not, it's not um, your take, a lot of actors don't, like some actors don't do 100%. They just like tone it down a little bit or not really. I, I always just do everything because <laughs> I'm always just trying to make it better. <laughs> um, but, but, um, Jack uh, Nicholson just kept doing it full out, you know, and the director, I'm so sorry, I forgot for the sake of the story, I should have looked it up, I forgot who the director was, but the director said to him, um, you know, Jack, you don't need to do it full out all the time, you know, and he said, oh, you forget, you know, something you don't know, I just love it so much, <laughs> I, yeah. that, you know, that, that, and especially if you're a screen actor, you're really lucky and you're in your busy period you don't get to do it so often because also then the movie takes a year to be edited and blah 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 so that short amount of time that you have um you just really want to savor it you know yeah and and i think a lot of people 
also, I think young actors or people that want to be in the industry, um, they like the, you know, people think, oh, it's about the glitz and the glamour or, oh, people want to get famous. They want to get recognized. But what is the most important thing is your love for the work, because otherwise you will never continue doing it um, because it's just too hard to, yeah. to keep doing it, you know? And I feel like from my own experience, also I've been at it for a while um, that, that um, yeah, just hold on to the love. <laughs> yeah. That's a, it's a really discreet and important point because I would even, you know, I would, I would even say as a creator, I, I, I want to say deal with that dynamic uh, all the time, you know? So, um, I, I, my, my, my day job, I work in, in the labor movement and my gosh, uh, perspective is that it has to be a uh, results oriented, right. For good reason. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, so there's a relationship with the work that way. And then one of the things I find in creating and, and, and I, I mean, when it comes to creativity, um, I, I write and I paint and largely I do the podcast, but I find when I'm doing the podcast, I have to check my head because my head has a lot of programming to be like barrel through and knowing that my art, my space and the this of creating is just unto itself, like a constant reminder of not necessarily tied to amount of downloads or this or that. And that's a real tough, like in an, in, not, maybe not industry, but when every, when there's a way of looking at things, that's always like, what is it churning? What is it doing? It's result orientated. The whole and society the, is result orientated. And, and you and, pointing um, out and, and you pointing out like that piece of being like going back to it is something that I regularly do. And you find yourself doing just be like in the performance, in the doing. Exactly. Right? To to because yeah. even like our I do the same thing. My mind is result orientated. Oh, this scene should be like this, or this should be like this, or this is and that's usually when the work is not good. <laughs> but like when you can just, even if it's split seconds or however long it lasts, that you can be like, you know, just be in the process, allow yourself to be there in the process. Then surprising things happen, you know, and, and good things happen. Natasha, because I can't ask anybody else right off the bat. Um, uh, Slovenian film. And I, now I'm a, I'm a bit of a film buff, um, so I, I I just have to ask these type of questions. But like, um, so I've watched a lot of Czech film, a lot of Japanese film. Um, like, what uh, you, you talked about some of the support of the arts that was been nice that you've seen within being back in Slovenia. Um, what about Slovenian film? Tell us about that. Slovenian film. I'm actually shooting next week a Slovenian film. Uh, it's a this wasn't film. me just to try to sneak in and find out what you're up to. I want to know. <laughs> I want you to riff on Slovenian um, film for a bit. So Slovenian film. It's um, So here's the thing about Slovenia. We're very small. There's only two millions of us. So hence you only have a public of two million people that speak this language and watch your movies, TV shows, and so forth. 
So there's not a lot of financial support in that spectra that's needed to do, you know, um, even though nevertheless, there's very good, um, great stuff happening. Like I think let alone this year, there's like so many different projects, especially because a lot of projects have been like, you know, put on hold because of the pandemic that this year, there's just so much coming to fruition. And I feel people are really, um, being creative and it's growing. I must say like a couple of years back, there was so many less things happening or shooting in Slovenia. And now it's starting to pick up uh, and, and TV starting to pick up. We would always only have foreign shows that we would watch. And now we have our own shows that are great. Um, but it's slow. It's a slow process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and me, I haven't lived here in Slovenia for so many years because I, I'm not going to count now, but it's been a long time. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm a little bit of an outsider because the, the space is so small. Everyone knows each other and works with people that they know. Yeah. So I feel like I'm slowly trying to like, you know, get into the scene here. Um so I'm happy for everything that happens, but it's it's been fun. And what I'm actually working on, we're starting to shoot this coming week. It's um, Second World War story, which is particularly interesting in Slovenia because Slovenia was like a little tiny melting pot from all sorts of sides that were, you know, battling on on our ground and and let alone Slovenians being confused as to where they belong and how they can form their own independency. So it's, it's an interesting story and um, yeah, I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited about it. I don't know if you, do you want me to talk about it a little bit of the story? I, I, I really do. Yeah. That'd be yeah. nice. Uh, so the story, it's actually a true story. Um, it's a true story of uh a mom and a son that they had a a shop it was like a local shop in the outskirts of Ljubljana uh, where you know the people from town and the people from maybe a little bit outside of town would come in and since this was the beginning of the Italian occupation of Slovenia the Italians would come in but then also the partisans which were like undercover at that point the people that were fighting to firstly to be independent would come in so it was a melting pot and 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 uh, i as much as i can i'm trying to keep it as a neutral ground but eventually yeah 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 it's it's not neutral anymore and the war does come in and the true story of this family is that the father so the husband of my character was sent i think to some northern front so he was away and um eventually they were told that it would be better if they left because they were accused to collaborate with the italians or perhaps being too friendly with the italians whereas you know just having a store and what can you say you're not selling to certain people it doesn't you know it doesn't work that way but nevertheless the true story is that they eventually fled Slovenia 
and migrated to America. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and lost contact because, of course, there was no cell phones or internet back then. Lost contact completely with the husband father was on the. I think the Russian front or somewhere far away. And then 10 years later, he went to, or even 15 years later, he found them in the United States. Oh, wow. They found each other after 15 years. Oh, my goodness. And lived, you know, then all of them moved. And, and since they were quite successful, you know, they had this successful business back in Ljubljana, they actually had, were had a very good life. They managed to have quite a good life then in, in U.S. So it's a true story, which I ah. always love. Um, so, yeah, it's a short movie, but I feel there's so much there that I'm hoping that maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the story. I, I It's one of those things, as the host I mentioned from time to time, like, I got to roll into the story a bit. Then, wait a second. Uh, there's another question, another thing to do on this show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, um, but yeah, talking about cinema in Slovenia, I feel there's a lot of talent um, and, 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 uh, but it's a very small space. So it's, I think, but you know, every space has limitations and it's, it's hard to put things up on its feet. I think wherever you are, you're, you have different kind of issues that you're, you're, you know, confronted with to, to make things work and to, to create art and to make it happen. Yeah, there's no exact like on the great art. I mean, you know, there's there's no map from it when you look at it overall. I mean, I think it's one of the wonderful things, but also one of the frustrations is like you can easily bump into great art, never expected to find it here, and you're like, look over here, you know, like that type of thing. And films, films are very much like that when you see a small film, and you're like. Oh my gosh, you know, and yeah. you, you get get excited about it. But that's part of the promotion and, and excitement around art. I got a big question. I get a drop on you the something rather than nothing question, right? Because I, oh. I didn't know if you, yeah, I didn't know if you, uh, if if you want to have a, a an aggressive go at that one. But the, the the general question is, and it can be related to art, is why is there something rather than nothing at oh, all definitely something rather than nothing i mean in any i feel in any aspect whether if it's art or life you know if, if we're going from a creative uh way i there's every experience that you're going to go on you, there's something going to come out of it um if it's just experience, you learn something, you learn something with every new project that you're on with conversations that you have with things that don't work, <laughs> especially those things, you know, you learn. So there's always something to be, to, to, to be had, you know, and, and, and so is in life, you know, what are you going to stay at home? No, if you want to have a full life, if you want to have experiences, go go out and live it you know so i would very much say something rather than nothing 
And also I feel in like acting, if we're looking from that, I sometimes wish I can remember when I was younger and I was starting out as an actor in New York and you'd have different people telling you, like, I had some teachers like, oh, you can't just do everything. You should be selective. You should do this. You should do that. And, you know, you have some people that say that, oh, you should, you know, not say yes to everything. You're just like, and now looking back, I was like, uh, no, you should, especially if you're new at something, you should go out and just do everything and learn and learn. Because you don't know, I guess, right? Because you, you never know. And, and also you n never know what, of course, if you don't feel like, you know, trust your gut instinct, if something's yeah. real, right, don't do it. But on the other hand, do it because you never know where the connection is going to lead you to. You never know what you're going to learn. You never know who the right people will be until you meet them that you want to collaborate later on, you know, or whenever the time is right. And I just generally in life, I feel that, um, yeah, don't shy away from it. Definitely go out and live it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know? I, I, so I definitely really, something rather than nothing. <laughs> I appreciate that. Hey, um, just, a, a another curious arts question is, uh, for you obviously trained, uh, in acting and such, uh, other type of, training and you being around the arts is there any contact with other training that you've had uh in acting that you know that that helps you with with acting rather than just formal acting training yes kind of, yeah. yes i feel that you know all kinds i mean i i used to be a dancer so uh it's kind of interesting. I actually still, though I love the camera, I feel much more comfortable and at home on stage because I feel like I can move. Because <laughs> yes. yeah. on camera, I like, I sometimes would look at my takes and I'd be like, why am I moving so much? It's like my dancer side, you know? It's like, stay still, just tell the yeah. story. You know? yeah. But I always want to express myself, you know? <laughs> with the body so uh, but which is also a good thing because that means yeah. that you're in the body you know you're not not quite there you know yeah um but i'm also a yoga teacher so um meditation oh. and and those practices really help just to stay present if whatever kind of life that you have it doesn't need to be art whatever it is but particularly in art i think it's because especially with acting you're expressing the moments you know you're always it's happening right there it's not something that is going to happen later it's happening right there so having practices that help you stay grounded and stay present and stay here and not be in the five minutes after <laughs> or before but be I, here uh... and now I think any kind of practices like that are really, really helpful for, for, for acting yeah. and probably other art forms as well. I, um, I appreciate you mentioning that <clears throat> part of me with the yoga as well. I mean, I, uh, um, I had a recent loss of a, of, of a friend of mine and, um, the, uh, yoga session, I had recently was just pivotal 
in an unexpected way of helping. Um, and I'll just tell you about it because part of this whole show is, is healing the arts and healing and such. But, um, you know, I, I try to get into yoga as much as I can. And one of the biggest things that I know that happens that is so helpful for me is that my body gets contorted into weird different shapes and directions and movement. And within yoga, when I am moving my body in a way that's just repositioning it and also paying attention to my breath, I can feel my body like reconstituting in a different way and some discomfort within that, but it's a real profound thing. And it was particularly helpful for me this week. And another thing I just wanted to mention too, just like on your points as well with mindfulness, <clears throat> I've recently gone really deep into it the last few days with the idea was this, um, with the loss of my friend and with grief was that I know and have believed for a long time that there is a, a, a path or an answer or a, a way to deal with the uh, suffering or imbalance or pain. And it's right in those two areas that, that you said. So I wanted to like pause when we're talking about art and then like yoga teach. It's never for me in my head, just like an appendage, like it's an embodiment of like how you interact with the world. So thank totally. you for that. And yeah, I've been using, absolutely. I've been using it intensely recently, which is why I kind of wanted to mention those few things. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy you found your way to it. I think it's uh, such a, it's a gift. And yes, to, 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 to know ourselves, right? To know, to know um, why we're here, how we are here so that we can serve others and we can serve the community and, and, and be part of it in, in a greater way. Yeah. And movement too. the word movement for me. And when you were talking about, Oh yes. Your, your scenes and such. And yeah. I know from, no like, movement is yeah. just like, I feel our, our body sometimes it's as, um, snows better than the mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 uh, um, it, it, it knows what's right for you, what, how you feel, where, where you're at. Um, and, and also like that gut feeling, you know, if something is wrong or right, uh, right or wrong, you know, before you register and think about it. Um, yeah. So that's why I feel sorry to go back to your question before regarding, um, the, movement practices are very important I feel for I mean especially in acting so you you embody because you have to physically embody other people and also you have to, so to embody other people you have to feel yourself first your body you know yeah like because yeah. I feel like um the interest the interesting part of the acting is that you are the instrument it's not outside of you it's not this guitar that you can play yeah. on the side, but yeah. it's like, is this, you know, you're the, so you're the vessel, <laughs> you are the vessel. So you have to know it well to make it, you know, do uh, and become things that you want it to become. So, um, which is a great thing as well. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I, uh, I appreciate the conversations. And one of the things even about movement, whether it's 
dance and all those other things. I, I think I've learned more through the show. And there's a piece where I've thought more deeply about it now than than in the past. I think of like, you know, I'm 51 male of a generation. It isn't like I grew up at a time where like, move young man and feel yourself, you know, like, yeah, yeah. No, you were trying to feel less, you know, don't feel that way. (laughs) Right. Right. So I find it, um, I find, um, those pieces of my learning that involve movement as expression or breathing or like getting beyond or getting through. I'm very fascinated into those because I think there's been, um, at least I feel for myself, a deprivation at times, of that type of um that type of release so totally. thank you for the conversation and encouragement and encouragement the, and the ability oh, yeah. to put on some james brown music or something to get some of that out you know yeah yeah <laughs> um natasha you have to tell us uh have to tell the listeners all the different ways in which to 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 find your work, uh, to to find you, or just you know tell um, to find me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, well, I have a website, and which is n a t a s a b a b i c dot com. So my first and my last name, uh, and then you can also find me on Instagram, which is my first and my last name n a t a s a b a b i c nyc yeah um i was thinking to change that because i'm not in new york at the moment but i'm just gonna leave it but you still like, you still I, kinda I feel off. Like once a new yorker always a new yorker you You're know still kinda, kinda. exactly i've lived such important years of my life in new york so it's always there it'll always be there with me um yes and and those are i would say are the two most important channels uh, you can also watch The Dancing Detective, A Deadly Tango on Hallmark. Uh, it's You have to look it up when it's streaming next. It was just streaming this week, so I don't know when it's coming up I, next. I think I, I think I just missed it. I was plunking around. With yeah, the, but with it, it's, 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 it's on a regular it, – it's around, and, and we're definitely hoping for The Dancing Detective number two maybe, perhaps. Yeah. That would be great. We didn't talk about it. I wanted to tell you. I'll just quickly touch upon it. You don't have to. Hold up. Hold up here. When it comes to this movie and to the Hallmark, it it is the amount of time for you to express what you wish to express, not quickly. Okay, great. So tell us what we need to know. Yes. um, It is a beautiful 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 experience well first of all i'll just tell it from my personal um, experience creating this um it was such a like intense experience i i was cast on friday and i flew out on sunday and was on set on monday and then we were just going for it (laughs) um but it was such a Thrill. We were in Malta, so it's all shot in Malta. There's these gorgeous locations. I fell in love with Malta and the Maltese people and just everything that has to do with it. It's such a beautiful country. It's an island, but it's gorgeous. And I didn't know that. 
um and and the maltese they talk like just their 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 accent it's just and they're such a like warm and open people it's that whole experience was one of those like gifts you know sometimes yeah. you get those gifts <laughs> yeah. um it was a little stressful at the beginning because i was just like oh my god we have to i have to create a character in two days but you know something's gonna happen yeah um So sometimes, you know, I wish to go back and reshoot things, but you always wish to do that. But it was such a great experience. And, and we worked with, with Will Kemp and um, Lacey on this production. And they were just such a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous people to work with. And, and just, I think, and I was talking to Lacey when we wrapped up and she was saying that, that not every, that truly this production was, so heartwarming like I feel like everybody was just like gathered and it was the right chemistry and yeah, and, um, yeah. and and the people were nice everything was you know there's always you're always like oh we're gonna make it work of course there's always time pressure there's always but it was just general like one of the best experiences I had so um yes <laughs> I'm really um, excited to And about the story is cute, you know, Hallmark movies. The story is cute. It's it's um it's the dancing detective and they're solving a murder together. I like that. I like while that they're conceit. dancing. I like that conceit. Yeah. And I like that. It's a little not the, your usual Hallmark, you know, story. Yeah, yeah. Um. So so yeah. So we were just dancing around in Malta, which was yeah. We had so much fun. I have a, um, I got for a gift, I believe, from uh, my daughter, a Hallmark Movie Hero t-shirt, which I probably should have worn for this interview, but that's, <laughs> that's usually, that, that could show up in the summer and uh, around the, the, the holiday times. So, um, but uh, no, that's, 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 that's fantastic to hear about, um, to hear about that, that experience. And um, wow, just even just, you know, from what Friday to Monday, yes. uh, it, it's a kind of a thrill of a story to hear about. It, it um, was, it was one of those. Yeah. Like I love when I hear sometimes like, like movie stars saying, yes, I was preparing for this for a year to find my character. And I was like, Oh, you're so lucky. Yeah. That's cute. <laughs> that's, a, that's a cute idea. Did you that's struggle? A cute idea, you know, <laughs> well, sometimes you have time. Um, uh, I like to work under pressure because I'm also like, you know, living like being a New Yorker and there's always time limitations to everything, you know, and I've like working in theater, like you only get two weeks and then you have opening night, which for like European actors, it's unheard of because they get like at least a month of, you know, rehearsals. And then also working in indie scene, which I did mostly in New York, it's always like you don't have the funds to play or like you just we're doing this. We have two weeks. We're shooting a feature and we're just going to all make it work, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I do love working under pressure because I feel it makes everyone step up, you know? And I don't know. I just maybe because I'm like laid back as a person, I, I need a little pressure to not to 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 show up. 100 percent you know yeah 
but I do wish I would have a little more than two days. <laughs> two, yeah, weeks. That's, two weeks would be ideal. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wild. And I think it's one of those things, too, because uh, it's sometimes when it, when any of us have something to do, I think at the end, like sometimes there's something to accomplish and there's a time and there's just a lot of other details that I would wrap my head around that can fall off too. So like sometimes it's useful just to be like, all right, shit doesn't seem possible, but everybody else is working what seems to be impossible. So, so yeah, it doesn't do seem it. like it's like, it doesn't do seem it. possible, but it's happening. So we're just going to make it's it still happen happening. It's still on the piece of paper up there that I saw. So <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was a little bit one of those experiences where I was just like, wow, this is, crazy but we're, we're, we're it's happening you know <laughs> i love it i love it um uh natasha i gotta tell you um uh i i i, I love talking uh i love talking about um, you know movies in 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 art and it's been a, a a real real pleasure to to meet with you and chat with you and um actually to hear about some of the you know the experience uh within within your work that i it, that they're just the behind uh, the scenes as well. Yeah, it's just, it's, <laughs> no, it's 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 fascinating, and um, so everybody, make sure you check out Natasha's work. Um, and uh, uh, best of luck. Um, wherever you know you are a New Yorker and you're a Slovenian, like, but um, best of luck where you're doing your work, and really happy to have you on the on the podcast and uh, folks uh matthew kyle levine a couple episodes will have those in the short show notes and the uh, feature uh daddy's wallet when natasha was in but um thanks so much uh, for coming out to the show thank you for having me it's been so 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 much fun to talk about just everything and nothing with you definitely something yeah. other than nothing <laughs> yeah we get to at the end figure we've covered it all i at least put words to say we've covered it all yeah we did cover quite a bit <laughs> thanks natasha thank you this is something rather than nothing Listeners, to stay connected with us and our guests, visit somethingratherthannothing.com. Join our mailing list for exclusive updates and access to guest-created art. If you enjoyed this episode or any episode, please like, subscribe, leave a review on your podcast platform. People really read that shit. Your support helps us reach more listeners and spread our community across the planet. This is a global show, and we like to give a shout out to our many listeners across the world, including many listeners in Canada, Spain, Germany, UK, Argentina, Brazil, India, Thailand, and so many more places. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at something rather than nothing podcast for behind the scenes content. And the best way to help the show is to tell your friends about us. If you love it, they'll love it too. Tell your friends who love it. We love you. This is Something Rather Than Nothing podcast.